It's good to have you and your lovely wife, Monica, in the house today. God bless you. And, and, and I just want to say good afternoon to everybody. But today is a day that everybody can get involved in the sermon. All right. Because, you know, whether you want to recognize it or not, we all in the game. Amen. 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 And if you don't know you in the game, then boy, you already behind. <laughs> and it ain't good being in last place. So I'm praying today that you will speed up a little bit if you are on the hinder parts and go ahead on and press your way forward to the front of the pack. But always be mindful that the race isn't given to the swift. So young people don't think you go out run deep over here. Amen. It's not given to the strong for those of y'all who spend your time back there in the YMCA pumping that iron. Don't think you're getting ready to beat somebody just because they don't have any, you know, outward proceeding. But it's given to those, brother Mike, that endure. And that's what this race is. It's a race yes, sir. Yes. of endurance. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we have to be willing not to quit so quick. Come on. Oh, Lord, have Come mercy. On. We quit at a drop of time. I guarantee you, it ain't very many left now that made them New Year's resolutions that still holding on to them. They quit by the second week, but those of y'all who thought y'all had some intestinal fortitude, yeah, by now you'd have forgot about that little resolution. Amen. You didn't switch it. You didn't went to all the things that that you're going to do now uh, during the season of Lent. And I'm not making light of these awesome times that we have to reflect on what God has done for us. But I'm just trying to bring to your remembrance some things that you tried to do on your own, and they fell miserably. But God says, I got something that I need you to be mindful of always. It comes in the form of 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, beginning with that 24th through the 27th verse. And then I'm going to use something that the secular word used, but I'm going to change it up. And then I'm going to put the Christian outlook on it. But I need you to know that young people, you're in this too. If you would turn there, if you have your Bibles, in that 1 Corinthians, book of Corinthians, written by Paul. The ninth chapter, and beginning with verse number 24 is where I would like to read just those four verses, verses 24, 25, 26, and 27. And I really want to take the whole sermon, amen, from verse number 27. Okay. It's interesting because yesterday I told the men that it was going to be, you know, your blessing is in your pressing. I was, I, was, I was ready this morning. Ready to go. And don't you know God. It's not the fact that he has a sense of humor. It's the fact that he's the father. And when father says something, you do it. You don't question him about it. You, you might want to hit him all a little bit, but you better line yourself up. So here it is, this 24th verse through the 27th verse of 1 Corinthians 9th chapter, verses 24 through 27. Amen? Amen. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we, we, talking about the Christians, we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown. Amen. I therefore so run. Not as uncertainly so fight I, 
Not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to yes, sir. I myself be a castaway. Yes, sir. Let me break all of that down for you. Amen? Because it's not written in our current day English. That's right. Amen. It's written in King James English. Yes, sir. And you can get lost in the text. Amen. And think that the person who wrote it didn't know what they were talking about. But if you don't mind, let me wonder for a second or two. I know you understand a race. Many of our children in high school and, and, and middle school, they have track teams. They have cross country, they have, that's the long races, amen. They, they, they have the 800 meters, that, that's the little bit shorter race. Then they have the 400, and, and they break the 400 down for short races, and they do it a 4 by 4 where each individual runs 100 meters. And then they just got the straight out sprinters that just dash for the line. This is all about an athlete who has desire to hone his or her craft in their particular athletic event. But mind this one point. These are athletes. Most of us in here couldn't even put on the tights that you see some of these athletes in. And for those of us who are a little bit older, the shoes would have hurt our feet. Let alone get on the track to try to run a lap. I don't want you to get tied up thinking I'm asking you to get ready for a track meet. But I am asking you to take a look at life. And compare the two and see how much similarity they have. Amen? Amen. Because the same thing that an athlete does to prepare him or her or them for the test, which is the race against the competitors, wherever they may come from, we too, in this Christian walk, have competitors that we have to prepare ourselves to strive for a crown. The only difference is the crown that they used to get of reefs carry a little bit of honor, but in due season, they all wilted away. Yes, but the crown that we're after is one that shall never fade. I would like to talk to you today on this note, recognizing for the young folk gain, and for the old folk our goal. Recognizing gain. I'll start with the young people. Number one, they can tell you whether or not you got game. Amen? You know, I had a little time this past Friday, and the family went down to my daughter's high school basketball game. And as we sat there and watched the game, it was obvious, you know, who the top players were on the floor. Both the females' teams played and the males' teams. And we watched just about all of both games. And it became apparent that the people that were good at their game, who had skill, <coughs> seemed like they always ended up with the ball. Now, I'm just trying to tell you that they didn't pass the ball to the one that fouled everybody all the time. <laughs> You know, and if they couldn't dribble with both hands and move and spin and cut and jump, they, they didn't get the ball that much. No, they didn't. Only the people who had game. Yeah. And I watched the coaches on both teams. It was interesting. Because they took the kids who had game out. Mm. For no more than six 
they did that because they had a couple of folk on each team. Amen? Amen. Everybody else was just support. <laughs> they could take the support out and let them sit down for five or six minutes and just put another support player in. Yeah. They was all going to do the same thing, just be a number on the floor. But only the folk who had game. They, 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 were, they were integral to either winning or losing the game. And I like young people when they get in there because when one of the kids made a great move, I mean, this little boy, I don't know his name, but he would come down the floor and he would just stop at the three-point line. Wasn't any taller than five seven. He was playing with, in his case, virtual giants because there were six two, six three guys on the floor. But this little kid would dribble down the floor. I mean, he would beat feet down there real quick. I'm going to get to the text in a minute, but I need you to get this first. He would beat feet down there, man, and he would just stop. I mean, just out of nowhere, and he would pull up. And the ref would go. And they would shoot. Because his ball was bad, but he could only do that in the first half. He could only do it because his game was limited. He got tired. Are y'all with me? So the second half, he made very few three points. And they were just hoping that he could get one, and every now and then he'd get a shot in. But it was nothing like the first half. Kids oftentimes can't see beyond the half. The vision is short. So parents, I need you to understand it's not that they are not paying attention. It's that they just play for the glory for however long it'll last. And then they get tired and then their effort isn't as good. They haven't prepared themselves to go the whole 40 minutes. Amen? Amen. They only prepared themselves to look good at the beginning. And then it just becomes a free-for-all. All of those support casts became important. Because the ones who had gained got tired. Now it was just a battle of will. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that for all of the old folk. See, because we didn't play it out our first quarter. Amen. You can get out there on that court if you want to. On that track or on that field. That's right. I'm telling you, I tried it Friday. I tried to play football with kids. <laughs> it didn't take long for me to realize that I couldn't run as fast as they could. That's right. That's right. I definitely couldn't catch as quick as they could. I could throw all right. But at the end of the game, yeah, we, we had a big L. <laughs> Youth took us down. Why is all this important to this message? Because I want you to see what Paul has figured out in his sport. Recognizing our goal. His sport was the gospel. Yes, sir. And I don't care what we talk about. I don't care what you find us doing. I don't care how many buildings we want to build. I don't care what we have set an aggressive plan for. We got to recognize what our true goal is. That's right. That's right. Everything else becomes a byproduct of the goal. And Paul wanted to get the children at Corinth to understand, recognize what your purpose or your goal in this walk of life is all about. Amen. That's right. And he brought us to this forum where he used athletes as a backdrop. And he says, don't you know that everybody that runs in a race have to run? So church, let me talk to you for a minute about the race. We got a whole lot of people starting at the finish line. We got some folk that don't even make it to the altar, but they start when church is, is on. They get up there here at 11 o'clock. They might hang out till 1 o'clock, but then you might not see them anymore. 
all week long until next Sunday. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Is that the way you run the game? The, the text says that all that run the race run in the game. So my first point today is, listen, are you in the race or what? Because what it is, is you cannot be in the race and walk. Amen. 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 Yes. I'll take y'all a while to catch up with where I've already been. But look, you got so many Christians that say they're in the race, but when I look at their actions, when I when I look at their effort, when I look at what they do, yes, sir. all they do is just, you know, walk
tell you, there's a lot of kids that walk through a whole week and their parents don't even hear them say a word. But I, oh Lord, you know it on the first day. They got a doggone fill that doggone phone up so full. Should you go back in there and you won't get to the end of that text stream. They're talking to somebody. Yes, they are. And Sister Shelton, I can guarantee you most of it ain't about church. Amen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we don't choose it now. Now Wednesday roll around, walking by faith, being the church that it is, has a Wednesday night Bible study. Yeah. By Wednesday, you ought to be a little bit hungry. Yeah. I ain't got, you know, I ate a little bit, you know, I'm good, but I, I you know, I got something moving on the inside. I want to get to church and I want to see what they're doing down there. Because you know what? What they said on Sunday, it had clicked yet. Yes, sir. So you come to Wednesday night Bible study and, and you're, 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 you're working out. That's your weight room. Yeah. Are y'all feeling me? Okay. Man, I started out with five pounds and I moved up to 15 pounds. I'm in Bible study now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ripped. Yeah. And it ain't got nothing to do with my physique. I'm getting ripped. Because God. children. 
of bringing the family together. Amen. Amen. Because when you got a schedule like First Ladies in mind, it's always going every other way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Friday is the night that they said, you know what? This is the night that we sit down because you guys are so busy. Mm -hmm. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. We're gonna decide what we want to do together. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Now I'm going to tell you something. It's good. Yes, it is. And if you don't have something like that, then get it because you're exercising and preparing yourself for the race. See, because everybody want to be in the race, but don't nobody want to do nothing that the race requires. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm getting ready to close this message. I got I to gotta do this. But here's Friday. Saturday is here now. And you know what? It's the weekend, baby. <laughs> and you know everybody just want to have fun on the weekend, right? Yeah. Kids, and now we had our meeting Friday night. Can we go over? Can we go to the movies? Can we do this? And because you've been upset all week long, no, no, leave me alone. Just clean your room. Right, right. You're right. But God, He doesn't have me standing up here saying this for nothing. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's true. That our houses are broken up because we are miserable because we're out of shape. Yeah. Spiritually. Yes, sir. That's right. And every time our, our, our family wants to get on the road and do something that's going to cause us to burn some calories. And what I mean by burning calories is get rid of some sin. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. We're all tired and dilapidated. Yeah. We don't want to do nothing. I've been working all week, child. It's just time for me to rest. Y'all go do something that just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. See, I can't preach about stuff I don't know about. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm showing you the whole picture. Paul in this text says, listen, everybody in the race runs because they want to obtain something. Here's what I need us to understand. Salvation is not your goal. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Rule number one. Salvation can't be your goal because you don't do nothing for salvation other than confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and God says, I'll give you salvation. You didn't have to work no muscle narrow one. Amen? Amen. Salvation cannot be your goal. Coming to the altar cannot just be your goal. We're in a race and it's a Christian race and we have to work out Seven days a week. We cannot get a break. Yeah. He goes on to say that every man that striveth, striveth for mastery. Our goal, if not salvation, what is it? Our goal is a crown. Yeah. One that faded not away. Our goal is the crown of eternal life. Yeah. In other words, we don't get our goal while we're here. Yeah. We can't run the race because we made a foul. Yeah. And every time you make a foul, 
you get put out of the game. Yes, sir. You got to sit out for a certain amount of time because that's what the world does. But God says, don't do that. Yeah. God says, if I don't put you out of the game, don't you put yourself out of the game. Amen. Because what we've been doing is we've been running this thing, not understanding what our true goal is. And then when we get in trouble, we run from the captain of the ship. We run from the referee of the game. We run from the one who has the crime. And some of us are right there today. We, we, we know we messed up, but we're here. We want to make it right, but you've been gone for three weeks. How far do you think the runners have moved ahead of you? Are y'all trying? We cannot, for the sake of life, eternal, act like we don't know where we're running. There was a story once said, you know what? You know what? There was a group of people and they were headed uh, somewhere. And somebody asked the question, Sister Veronica, where y'all going? And the answer came back, we don't know, we're just going. And they were just walking along and then they were headed somewhere and then somebody else said, hey, where you going? And they said, I don't know, but we're going to get there. And then finally, after several moments of just walking, Somebody walked by and said, y'all don't know where you're going, do you? And they stopped. And that's the way most of us are when it comes to our Christianity. We don't know where we're going. And somebody will walk by and say, hey, you want to come with me? You want to do this? You want to do that? And because we don't know what our goal is, we don't know where we're going, guess what we do? We leave. And we go with them. Yeah. They ain't going nowhere either, but at least they know they're going to do mischief. Yeah. Amen? Amen? If you don't watch it, that's the way Satan works. Yes, sir. If you don't know where you're going, right. he'll give you something to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And most of us are doing what we're doing, not for the sake of the crown, but we're doing it for the sake of Satan. Yes, sir. Because we don't have our goal. You need to recognize what your goal is. Do you have any gain in getting your goal? Watch this. Next one he says to us, he says, so I don't run like I don't know where I'm going. When you see me, and I think I can say this about everybody in here, when you see me running, when you see me out in the public, when you see me at school, on the job, and I can use me because I'm the only one I know. Yeah. I'm trying to do the Lord's will. Yes, I am. I'm trying my best. I falter. I fail. I come up short, but I'm trying to do God's will. Amen. 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 I know where I'm going. Sometimes I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know where I'm going. Kids, it's all right not to have everything figured out like your teachers tell you. What college are you going to? Have you? What's your GPA and all this stuff? And they just barrage you with all of these questions, and you look at them like, "Oh my God, I'm going to fail." No, you're not. No. Because it's not given to the swift, nor to the strong. But all you got to do is just stay on the race. Yes, sir. Amen. So he says, I bring, watch this, not uncertain so I fight. He says, not as beating the air. Now watch this. This is interesting because this is one of our biggest faults. Now I know you're tired, but you need to hear. Listen, ain't going to do me no good to fight with Fidel. Fidel is not my enemy. Amen. The Bible says, Paul says, I don't fight like I'm fighting the air. Every time you fight and you get mad and you get disgusted and you can't honor your, 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 your brother or your sister, whether they're in Christ or they're in the world, every time you get to a point that you can't look one of God's creatures in the eye and love them with the love of the Lord, you are fighting against the air. You can give them a black eye, you can beat her down, you can call her every sort of name that you want, but all you're doing is beating air. Because the Bible says, listen, our weapons of warfare are not coming from. That's right, that's right. Amen. Amen. And he's tricking us. Because every time we turn around, I'm not talking about the folk on the street. Talking about us in the church. I got a problem with Deacon so and so. I got a problem with Pastor. He always talks. He every time he preaches, he preaches about me. Okay. <laughs> Listen, don't fight against flesh and blood. Because that's not what we're in it for. Husbands and wives, quit fighting against each other. You're on the 
same team. Yes, sir. You're running for the same goal. Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't have to be a sibling rivalry. We're the children of the Most High God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We ought to be living in peace and in harmony yes, and in humility. We ought to let God have free heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We don't have to do it like the world. Yeah. Paul says, I'm not going to run this race fighting like I'm fighting against something I can't see. I know who my enemy is. Yes, sir. My enemy is Satan. And I understand that he's a spirit too. And the only way I can defeat Satan is by calling on the name of the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to get him any other way. I don't care how good you think you are. You can't outrun him. You can't outtalk him. And I don't care how many times you try, you can't outlie him. No, sir. The Bible says that he's the craftiest of them all. Yes, sir. When it comes to deception. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you and the deceiver just know that you ain't gonna never get the crown right there. Yes, sir. You might as well run for a crown that at least you got an opportunity to receive. Yes, sir. Alright, so we don't fight like we're beating the air. Verse number 27 says, listen, I keep my body. This is the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing I was talking about. I keep my body under subjection. Lord knows I'm the biggest violator of this. And I'm working on it. I'm losing a little weight every day. But I'm not promising anybody I'm going on a diet. Come yes, on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Stop telling lies. Yeah. If you're going to do it, just do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Start changing your lifestyle, and that means putting your body under subjection. Yes, sir. A trainer, an athlete, puts his body through a grueling test every day so that he might prepare himself to endure through the race. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our problem is as Christians, because number one, we don't know our goal. Number two, we're fighting against the wrong adversary. We don't put our bodies under subjection to be prepared for nothing. Yes, sir. So when the test of life comes, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Just slap us around like a little yeah. rag, though. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 Mess around and get, get, get some of your wages taken. And, and, and oh, Lord, that's the biggest cry you ever want to hear. Yeah. And let somebody say something about you. You know what you're ready to do then? Yes. Man. They don't even have to say it, Brother Walter. All they got to do is look at look. you funny. <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with him. Yes, yes sir. Here's the, here's the truth of the matter. You have to put the whole body under subjection so the whole body needs to be trained yes. to stay in order. Yeah. Amen? Yes, sir. At the table, that's a part of putting your body under subjection. Mm -hmm. Listen, Alvin, you can't have them cookies. Leave the cookies alone. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen? Leave the sodas alone. I don't care if it's a Mountain Dew and it makes you feel good all along. Leave it alone. Put your body under subjection. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You young men, stop trying to get every young girl you see and start to understand that that's somebody's daughter and that's going to be somebody's mother and it's going to be somebody's wife. Amen. Put your body under subjection. The hormones everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You gotta put your body under subjection now because when you become a man and you put away the childish things, you're gonna start doing the same thing as a man. Yes, sir. And then you're just gonna be somebody's baby daddy. Amen. And I don't know about you, but that ain't all that's cracked up to me. That's right. Because even the world has said you're a lower, so now we're gonna put the law on you. Why is it that the law would have to make a man pay for his child? Because the body is not under subjection. He's going around, and as they said in the old days, and little men, said little men, stop teaching your kids, your children, your males. It's okay to do that. That's not a that's not a rite of passage to manhood. That's right. Teach them to be chaste. Yes, sir. Yes. So when they come in contact with a young lady, the young lady doesn't have to violate That's right. the very principle in which she was taught, yes. prayerfully she was taught it. That's right. And young ladies, please understand, your bodies at this young tender age needs to be under subjection. Yes. 
Amen. You don't need a boyfriend. Amen. That doesn't make you any more popular. Amen. I'm just here right now yes, because all of these things are preventing us from running the race. Yes, sir. Amen. I got little kids in church that sit looking like they don't know where they are, somewhere in oblivion, and they're in church every Sunday. By now, you ought to figure that out. By now, somebody should have been talking to you about that at home. By now, if they haven't, you should be asking questions. Yes. Young ladies, put your body under subjection. Amen. Amen. The, the best way to do it now is to cover it up. Cover yourself. And if you cover yourself, you might help that young man not drift off into outer space. Come on, man. Yes, sir. Because I'm telling you, they can't help themselves after a period of time. You keep showing it to them. They don't believe it's free. Come on. Come on. Come on. We get on Steve Harvey and all of these things about how he talks and what he does. But listen, he's trying to help us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a Christian man who yes, came up that way. He's trying to help young men understand yes, that women are treasures and women, you got to start making yourself a treasure to be sought out. Subjection is very important because you cannot run the race unless you train. And the body needs to be subjected to whatever the race requires. I'm almost finished. I promise you I am. And then finally, he says, Amen. Finally, he says, Listen, I gotta make sure. I gotta make sure that while I'm doing this thing, parents, this is where you come in. While I'm doing this thing. That after I preached and after I keep my children up and try to get them going the right way, mm -hmm. I cannot afford for them to see me doing the very same thing that I reprimanded them about. That's yes, sir. Right. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. If you're going to teach them how to drive, then you got to stop running stop signs. That's right. Come on. Come on. I'm just telling you, sir, it really is because I don't care what you say when you're telling them in the action, they remembered what you did.
And after the preachers came, the first lady. And now, oh, by the way, guess what's coming next? Preacher's door. Yes. And, and, and look at how they demonstrated. And you got to know it get home with First Lady and myself. Because here it is, dad is on his knees praying for his daughter. Daughter is in the other room praying that they remain chasing, they do the right thing. But then they close it out with, and Lord, please, let me get away with it this time. That is not preparing for the race. That's showing you how to get off track. Yes, sir. I'm telling you now. Yes, sir. We are in a fight. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fight. Paul tells us in Philippians as I close, here is the time that you really have to understand because when this race gets to the latter stage, yes, sir. And I promise you, I'm almost finished. You're gonna run the race. Yes. Whether you run it or walk it. Yes. Whether you crawl or you don't even make it. Yeah. You're going to be in the race. And the Bible says in 2 Philippians that every knee yeah. is going to bow. You're going to get to the finish line. Whether they got to drag you, whether you're alive or dead, you're going to get there. But the truth of the matter is every knee has got to bow. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. Because this race is real. And God is saying you got to work out your own soul salvation because at the end of the race that every tongue has got to confess that Jesus was the reason so Paul says i got to make sure while I run this race that I'm going to be able to get to the finish line I don't know about you but my sole purpose, my goal in life is to get to that point where Paul got to Come back down. Yes, you can do whatever yes, you want to do. 
my purpose. Understand my goal. Yeah. My goal is not to make anybody in here happy. My goal is to get home. Yes, yes sir. sir. I've been gone a long time. Yes, sir. My goal is to get yes, home. Sir. I don't know about you. You might think your home is on 7130 Canaway Drive. But that's not my home. That's just my dwelling place. While I'm on this side of the Jordan. But I'm looking for a home. That's not made by the hands of man. But that's eternal. And the God, I'm trying my best to make it in. I know I got game. Because when the devil sees me, you got to understand this. He don't like me. When the devil comes upon me, he has to back up and take a step. Because he sees the spirit of the devil. He walks about and all around me. Who's in me? When the devil wants to do something. He can't come straight yeah, to the Father. Yeah, he had to go to the Father. Yes, sir. And the Father has to give him permission. Yes, sir. But there's one 